Now, I, I'd like to lead us in a reflection on uh, mainly on the passage that we heard read by Leah from Philippians chapter 2. So remember that when Paul writes the book of Philippians, he's in prison. He's in his own forced quarantine, if you will. Um, and here in chapter 2, he asks the church of Philippi to complete his joy by becoming servants to one another. He asks them to go so far as considering others more significant than themselves, to look not only at their own interests, but also to the interests of others. It's a remarkable human being who, when in prison himself, says, give me the greatest reason for joy by loving each other well. <laughs> now, we believe that through the wisdom and presence of the Holy Spirit, this is written for us, too. That the letter to the Philippians is also a church, uh, a letter to the Church of the Lamb. And I imagine this is still something that brings the Apostle Paul joy when Christians do this today. And honestly, truthfully, it brings me joy to think about it for you, for us. I realize that there are many things that are far from ideal in our lives right now. But to see and hear of the ways that you're looking out for each other, checking in on each other, helping with groceries, sharing needs in prayer, uh, this is a reason for joy. Some of you might have heard, um, it was early on in the call this morning, um, that John Hay mentioned he was about to call Joe Parker and Bernard and Martha. Every Sunday morning so far, he's called Joe Parker and Bernard and Martha and put them on speakerphone so that they could listen to our service through John and Nancy's computer. Uh, John sent us an email last Sunday telling us he was changing the address for the church to their house. <laughs> so... There are all these creative ways that we're finding to preserve our life together right now. And as much as it may seem like there's little that we can do, we actually show our mettle through times like this, through what we choose to do in these months. So Church of the Lamb, the little acts of love, the repeated check-ins, these may not seem glorious at all, but they're the very center of a life together as the people of Jesus, of King Jesus. This season, what we do right now, really defines who we are as a church. If we can allow all the things that don't matter so much to melt away in this moment, if we have this moment in our life as a church to develop a habit of love in a deeper way and to prioritize it more, we'll be, we'll be all the more strong because of that. When life returns to normal, what will we have learned and gained from this testing? I hope that our relationships and our commitment to each other is thicker because of it. Now that said, I, I wanna focus for a couple minutes on how Paul says you're able to live this life of love, to consider others more significant than yourself, to do these sorts of acts in a natural reflexive kind of way. So the way you do it, Paul says, is by having a mindset that comes to you through your relationship to Christ Jesus. So this is Philippians chapter two, verse five. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours, 
in Christ Jesus. Then in just a few verses, Paul summarizes the entire life of Christ from prior to his birth to his ascension. Christ existed in the form of God, Paul says. This is before the incarnation. He dwelt at the right hand of God. But Jesus did not consider that something to be grasped or something to be held on to tightly. Instead, he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And then, once he was in human form, he humbled himself even further by obeying God to the point of death, even the lowest form of death, death on a cross. And because of his obedience to death, God raised Christ from the dead and has exalted him as the highest of kings so that every human being will one day confess him as the king. So Paul tells us, humble yourself, think of others, those in our home and our church and so on, as more significant than yourself. And then he says, this mindset is yours in Christ, who didn't hold on tightly to his own identity as co-equal with God, but he emptied himself, became a servant, died in obedience to God, and is now raised up until the day that all will bow to him and confess him as king. So the way that we grow deeper in our commitment to a life of love, Paul says, is by drawing closer to the living presence of Jesus with us through the Holy Spirit. This mindset is yours in Christ Jesus. Now, this is what we're doing during Holy Week. We enter into the acts of Christ that have brought us forgiveness of our sins and the hope of full redemption with him. We draw closer to Christ through the Spirit to have our lives conformed more to him so that we can live with this mindset that is ours in Christ. Now, before I close, I want to show you two things that we find in Christ to help us live a life of love. Two things in Christ to help us live a life of love. One thing that we find in Christ is a stable identity. A stable identity. I just want to say very quickly before I move on, for some reason, the way the settings are, I am seeing Scott and Zoe this whole time. So in, in big view, <laughs> and I love seeing you, but it is a little strange too. Um, so I'm going to switch this up just a little bit. Um, oh my goodness. Okay. Well, we're getting used to this. Scott and Zoe just don't do anything strange for a little while. Okay. <laughs> okay. The first thing that we find in Christ to help us live this life of love is a stable identity. So Philippians 2.6 says, Jesus did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Now, one reason that human beings feel the need to grasp at things, things like money, things like power, material stuff is because we're often insecure in our own identity. We don't know where we stand with others, even with ourselves sometimes, and then especially with God. But for Christ, identity was not an unstable factor at all. There was no question involved. He was equal with God. And secure in this, 
He felt no need to grasp or hold on to it. He could freely empty himself and lay himself down. He could ride into Jerusalem to cheering crowds, already aware to some degree that the crowds within a matter of days would completely turn on him. He could accept profound rejection without it diminishing who he knew he was. Notice too that Christ's version of humility is not a sick self-hatred, nor is it a downplaying of who he was. Jesus still had to be willing to enter Jerusalem on a donkey, staking his claim as king. He knew what he was doing, and he didn't downplay it. He had to be willing to storm the temple and drive out the corruption in his father's house immediately following this entry into Jerusalem. Such acts look like lunacy coming from some people, and no doubt some people thought that was the case with Jesus too. But altogether, Jesus' behavior was consistent. He behaved as the Son of God. And Paul says in this passage in Philippians that we can have the same mindset of Christ as Christ. We can empty ourselves too. And the reason is that in Christ, we have been seated with him in the heavenly places. We have become children of God ourselves, sons and daughters of God, of the king and of his kingdom. We are royalty. We have no reason for insecurity because our identity is in Christ. In Christ, we receive a stable identity. It doesn't shift beneath us so that we can freely give ourselves to serve each other and to live a life of love. So the first thing that we receive in Christ to help us live this life of humility and of love is a stable identity, something that doesn't shift beneath us. And the second thing we find in Christ to help us live a life of love is an example of profound obedience. Verse 8 of Philippians 2 says that Jesus, being found in human form, humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And the point being made in this passage is that the degrees of emptying oneself can take you further, further than you ever anticipated. It gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And even when you get to the point when you think you've emptied yourself as much as you can, you find that you can go further, that there's more that God will call us to empty ourselves of. Jesus took the form of a servant. He left the right hand of God the Father and became a human being. And then he humbled himself further by obeying God to the point of death itself. But it wasn't just any death, as Paul is saying here. It was even one of the most wretched and dehumanizing forms of cruelty in history, death on a cross, a method of capital punishment designed for criminals and slaves. This example of obedience by Christ is intended to map on to our own journey of progressive humbling and emptying ourselves out to the point of death. We do this by following Jesus more and more in our daily lives, in our relationships with family, 
neighbors, co-workers. And the very good news in this is that the more that we empty ourselves out in service to Christ, the more that we're filled with his own presence. You see, we don't empty ourselves out just to become empty. We empty ourselves out to be filled by God. And this is what God does with Jesus. He empties himself out, out, and then he is raised up as the king of kings. And so the second thing we find in Christ to help us live this life of love is an example of faithful obedience to the greatest point possible, death, even death on a cross. So this morning, we're embarking on the journey of Holy Week. Let's commit together in the power of the Spirit to draw near to Christ in his sacrificial obedience, his suffering, his death, and in the promise of his resurrection. We have these two great resources through Christ, a stable identity. We, if we have confessed Christ as our Lord and are trusting him, we have a stable identity in him. Uh, nothing is going to shift beneath us at all. We are rooted in God and established in him. And then we also have the gift of his example of faithful obedience. That when we obey God and empty ourselves out in the name of Christ and of his love, God will fill us up, and he will raise us up with Christ. So let's journey together in Holy Week so that we can draw near to Christ and to the hope of his resurrection. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.